The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Please welcome Mr. Fritz. What is going on, peeps? And welcome to episode 45 of the Fretzelmania podcast. Pressing on. I am Mr. Fretz. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E mania. This podcast is on WrestleAddict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast on all common listening platforms. And today I am talking about Monday Night Raw from September 17th, 2001. The WWE superstars, fans, and the world are pressing on and moving on with their lives following the tragic events of 9-11. The Brothers of Destruction defend the WWE Tag Team titles against the Dudley Boys. We have several matches confirmed for Unforgiven 2001, and I break down just a little tiny bit of modern pro wrestling, including some huge news that dropped minutes before I started recording. Stay tuned, my friends. Mere minutes before I started recording this week's show, our good brother and Patreon member from across the pond, Jermaine, dropped some knowledge in our group chat. And that was Samoa Joe saying that effective immediately due to injury, he is relinquishing the NXT title. And given that this week is supposed to be the proposed rebranding, the restart, whatever, I find the because of injuries thing, in air quotes, to be very sus. So that fatal four-way that we were going to have to be the number one contender for Samoa Joe, I have a feeling that it's going to be for the title itself. So by the time you hear this, we might have a brand new NXT champion. And if I can break out my crystal ball here for a second, I think it's going to be L. A night. Now, personally, I'd rather see it go to the bruiserweight Pete Dunne, but he's the latest uh, WWE superstar to be, oh shit, my contract is coming up like next week. What should I do? So for the love of everything holy, please don't let Pete Dunne go. If you do, let him go to the British Indies because if another one of my WWE NXT favorites go to AEW, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I haven't watched NXT since TakeOver 36, so probably that. If I could fantasy book here very quickly. Now, I would rather see something like a deadly game. I would say at the next TakeOver, but the next TakeOver is in... Probably November, and it's probably going to be, please, dear God, let it be War Games. Given the current crop we have, who would I see in War Games? I mean, the easy answer would be Shit Row versus Legato del Fantasma, but that's not a main event level feud. That's my opinion. I'm not a big fan of Hit Row. 
Legato, I can give or take, but that's not a high enough profile match to be in a War Games. That's just my thing. Back to the Deadly Game Tournament. I'd rather have something like that. Like Survivor Series 1998 is one of the best pay-per-views of the Attitude Era. It was very starstruck. It gave us one of the most shocking moments of the era with The Rock joining the corporation. It gave us the genesis of McGillicuddy. No, the genesis of the underdog story of Mick Foley. So why not replicate that with, oh, I don't know, you have the underdog story of Cameron Grimes coming up short against L.A. Knight, but this time for the NXT Heavyweight Championship. Um, I'm okay with that. Maybe Carmelo Hayes cashes in his breakout tournament win to go right after the top gold. I mean, he began this year as Limitless Wrestling Champion, and at Double Vision, the show that Wrestle Attic Radio uh, sponsored, he dropped that to current AEW standout Danny Garcia. I mean, man, <laughs> War is having a pretty good track record with <laughs> with sponsoring wrestling, huh? But Deadly Game, I mean, how about a one-night tournament or a two-night tournament? Maybe culminate it at NXT Halloween Havoc, because rumor in any new window is that it's going to be there. So why not? I'm bummed that Joe is not going to get a run. I mean, if he's legit hurt, you know, I hope he's okay. I wish him nothing but the best in his recovery. But man, in a way, it reeks of kayfabe, but we know... That Samoa Joe's injury, concussion, neck, whatever problems are well documented. So, knock on wood, here's hoping that he's okay. Just dipping into AEW very, very quickly here. Uh, we had John Moxley's homecoming in uh, shit, Cincinnati, Ohio, as MJF so eloquently put it. And he got into a match with Japanese legend Murder Grandpa himself, Minoru Suzuki. And Anthony Khan, Tony, we need to uh, have a little chat here. You don't deny fans cause I need Nair. You don't. I mean, Chicago got to sing cause I need Nair. Or, I don't know the actual tune of it because I've only heard it a couple times. Shut up! Zach, Mr. YLP, I'm sorry for... <laughs> Going on a New Japan rant for a product that I don't watch as religiously as you. I'll leave it. <laughs> I'll leave this to you, good brother. Can't wait till you're back. WWE Extreme Rules is a week from today, and I don't give a flying fudge. They moved the title match between Randy Orton and Bobby Lashley to tomorrow night on Raw. Uh, okay, weird flex, but that's not going to draw in numbers. I mean, SmackDown might be doing some good numbers now that he got uh, Brock Lesnar, or as uh, Twitter so uh, put it, Zachary Ty Bryan, you know, the elder child from Home Improvement, all grown up. <laughs> Nailed it. And there have been some documentaries that have been put on hold lately on the WWE Network, that being the Ruthless Aggression timeline, narrated by Michael Rappaport, which I hope is continued to be narrated by him because uh, I enjoy his work. He's pretty funny. I, mean, I, I watch some of his 
<laughs> TV shows. He's all right. Uh, the Nexus one, which I can't wait for. And it's going to be really funny and ironic to see current AEW wrestler and future AEW champion Brian Danielson in the mix on these docks. And Superfan with Vlad. I mean, where has that one been? We were teased it like seemingly ages ago. But I can't wait to just see what this guy's about because he's the one that you saw in every Coliseum video, every WWE pay-per-view from like 1985 to like 1998. That dude in the glasses that my friends, for some reason my friends thought it looked like Vlad, but no, he's big, muscular, European. Uh, no, <laughs> but is that called Superfan? I believe it's called Superfan and yeah, I can't wait to watch that. Dark Side of the Ring is starting this week. I believe it's starting off hot with the freaking plane ride from hell. Now, all of us wrestling fans have probably watched that you shoot with X-Pac 50 times talking about the plane ride from hell. Or just incredible. He had a pretty good recounting of it. And JR, I love how JR in like the promo for the show is like, I can die happy if I don't have to talk about the fucking plane ride from hell again. And yeah, yeah, I, I don't blame him there. I mean, Michael Hayes mistook Linda McMahon for a toilet and almost pissed on her. And the fact that he brought that up in his Hall of Fame ceremony while Linda was going for the freaking Senate was absolutely priceless. Finally, at the night I'm recording this, uh, Sunday, September the 12th, my good brother and former co-host on the Game Changer podcast right here on WrestleAddict Radio is performing at a wrestling show in Rockford, Illinois. Uh, the wrestling show with Matt Jones. Uh, he's in a title versus title match. It's like Screw City Champion versus Galactic Champion. Uh, I'll be honest, I haven't followed too much of the wrestling show other than some of the bits that Nate are on and, you know... Nate's theater background is paying off here because he plays a great character and I wish him nothing but the best. I hope that he takes that title tonight because I think there's like a gimmick that if he doesn't win, he retires. No, I want to see him go on. I want to see Nate's career go on and heck, maybe even Nate go a little further you go to you, you do something at acw you do something in uh i can't think of the other promotion that you like to watch you do some stuff there good lord if you end up on like dark or something i am flying to go see it uh you know nate's been a good friend of mine ever since before he joined wrestle addict radio with me in the fallout of uh of ant leaving you know, Ant did us both a solid. And by the way, Elite POV with with Ant Phil and Oh, Jackie. I couldn't think of her name for there for a second. I'm sorry, Jackie. Um yeah, they're doing stuff on Twitch talking about all elite wrestling. Really giving Ant and Phil their passion back. And it's awesome. Back to Nate. Uh Nate, good brother, too sweet. I hope you're doing well. No matter what you do, win or lose, you're gonna kill it, bro. Love ya. And now, Monday Night Raw, September 17th, 2001, from Nashville, Tennessee. 
But first, I want to put over the September 13th, 2001 SmackDown. The first public gathering in Houston, Texas, two days after 9-11. Now, the network and WWE's YouTube put out a little uh, documentary about this. I mean, I haven't watched it. I'm, I'm probably not going to, but... You know, it just brought back just the memories of things that I was feeling back then. You know, I'm a Canadian, but Lillian Garcia's rendition of the Star Spangled Banner even moved me to tears. Like, Vince McMahon's impassioned promo about the United States. I mean, it it made me feel stuff. Although, Stephanie McMahon equating terrorism to her father standing on trial for supplying steroids to the wrestlers. um, Yeah, I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot clown pole, but that was such a special event. And it it was just so damn good. And you forgot about stuff for a moment. WWE was like, hey, you know, the show must go on. Let's let's give people a distraction. And, you know, in recent history, we had, you know, the COVID. And when that really started to, you know, hit the fan, that's something else WWE gave us was WrestleMania last year in the empty PC. But they're like, hey, we got two nights of wrestling. Sit back. Forget what's going on in the world. Put your cares away for just a couple hours and have some fun. And I give I give them a lot of credit for that. I mean, not only did you have like the best national anthem of all time, you had some pretty decent matches that storyline-wise didn't have a lot of circumstance or even build to Unforgiven. Although, on this Raw, there's just going to be, you know, full steam ahead because Unforgiven is the following Sunday. And speaking of which, it will be on Patreon. Um, I don't know when. Maybe the end of the month. Maybe soon. Depends on the time. I'm still working a lot. So you had the Hardy Boys with Lita defeating Lance Storm and the Hurricane with Ivory. A non-title match with hardcore champion Rob Van Dam defeating, defeating Spike Dudley in an ECW original, Chris Jericho beating Christian, The Rock defeating Meat, good old Sean Stasiak, in three freaking seconds. Oh, that's good. APA defeating X-Factor, who I didn't think were still a thing at this point in time. Albert and X-Pac, conspicuous by Just Incredible's absence. Oh, wait, Just Incredible joined the Alliance. Booker T defeated the Big Show. Lita defeated Ivory. There's a big multi-man match with Test and the Duds defeating Scotty Tuhati, William Regal, and Tajiri. And for the love of everything holy, if Taj- if William Regal attempted the worm, I want to see it. And in the main event, Mr. USA himself, Kurt Angle, defeated fellow American Rhino. And this was, you know, the, the balloons and the USA, 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 and... America, fuck yeah. Awesome. I give them all the credit in the world for this. 
start of the show, we had a big American flag on the on the Titantron and on the ramp. And the show must go on, as they say. We start off immediately with the Brothers of Destruction defending the WWE Tag Team titles against the Dudley Boys. The double champions. I forgot at this point that Taker and Kane were also the WCW Tag Team Champions. I guess this shows you how the Tag Team Division was treated even back then. No offense to today's champions, <laughs> RK-Bro, which I freaking love, man. The, br the brothers come out, no bike, all business. Taker has a big American flag on his tank top. And this is your big meaty man slapping meat match. Insert K Murphy soundbite here. Kane has a taped elbow, which is being worked on throughout this entire match. Even doing a one-armed sidewalk slam to Devon, or as uh, Gorilla Monsoon used to call that move when the late great Dino Bravo did it as a finisher, a side suplex. Taker lands old school. Kane is going for a double choke here, but oh no, I have a bad arm. Behind the referee's back, there's was up. There is a table being set up at ringside. This brings in Chronic. Adam Bomb and Crush. Ah, uh, yes, the former multi-time WCW Tag Team Champions. They hit the high time on Kane through the table. And during this distraction spot here, the Dudley boys land the 3D on the dead man, pin him, and are once again WWE Tag Team Champions. Now, I heard Brian Clark, Adam Baum himself, on Cultaholics Desert Island Graps with the lovely and talented and funny Tom Campbell. It was, uh... Heck, heck of a show. And it was really interesting to hear what Adam Bomb's top three matches were to take on a desert island. Backstage, Shane McMahon arrives late and is greeted by Steven Richards and Chronic, who offer their services to join the alliance. Like, hey, we just cost Taker and Kane the WWE Tag Team titles against the Dudley Boys. All right, I'm going to reward you with a WCW Tag Team title match at Unforgiven. It's Chronic against the Brothers of Destruction. Oh no. Oh no. Insert oh no TikTok song here. Oh boy. Lance Storm is hate-looking at a scantily clad magazine when... The hurricane flies in, and we are being teased of Lance Storm versus Jeff Hardy later in the match. And the hurricane applauds Lance's displeasure at immoral things, like this magazine that had Lita in a bikini and Jeff Hardy in, you know, extreme kind of clothes. And in and the hurricane, who is full on ridiculous comic book superhero here is like there is too much evil in the world for only one superhero i need a sidekick any suggestions 
and Lance says, mm, what about ivory? Hmm, ivory is 99 and 44 one hundredths percent pure, but I need someone who is 100% pure. Wait, my hero senses are telling me who. Okay, Helms is running with this now, and it is over. I mean, there are Green Lantern hurricane signs all over this episode of Raw. This is working, and this would go on to be Hurricane's bread and butter. I mean, we're not long from the dynamic duo of <laughs> the Hurricane and holy sidekicks, it's Mighty Molly! Dun, 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 dun. Oh, oh, I cannot wait till we get there. Austin and Deborah arrive to RVD waiting in Austin's locker room. He's like, why did you throw me off the stage, Steve? What do you mean, why did I throw you off the stage? I was helping you become the hardcore champion again. And RVD is there just to make sure that they're cool. They have a tag team match later in the show against Jericho and Angle. Austin says, as long as you follow my lead, we'll be fine. And RVD here is, in a way, kind of teasing, usurping the leadership role from Austin. Like, hey, people have been coming to me for advice. Let's just say if you're not here one week, take the night off. And he's kind of sneaking in under the radar here to be the leader of the Alliance, which, oh man, if they ran with that, that's cool. Jeff Hardy versus Lance Storm is brought to you by the Boogeyman on DVD. Not to be confused with the Boogeyman who would be in the WWE five years later. Snickers Cruncher, Hungry Crunch This, and Burger King. Lance Storm is coming out with Ivory here, and uh, JR says that Ivory has no morals. Did you see her in Right to Censor, James? You literally called her Lilith Crane every freaking week. So there's that, that nice spot here where Jeff Hardy tightrope walks on the guardrail, lands the clothesline, does that leg drop pin thingy that, that spreads the legs apart. I don't know what he calls that. The Whisper in the Wind. And there's a spot here where it looked like Ivory was either trying to trip Jeff or she completely whiffed on it. And Jeff Hardy still sold it. But then he eats a super kick. He kicks out. And Ivory comes in to slap Jeff. And Lita walks around the ringside to be like, oh, no, 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 you're not doing this. Lance Storm gets in the way. Slap. What do the five fingers say to the face? That. Jeff Hardy lands a plancha. On to Lance, brings him back into the ring, goes for the swanton, but eats the knees to the back. And then he tries to go for a super Huron Conrana on Lance, and Lance reverses it into the Canadian Maple Leaf, the half crab. And Jeff Hardy has no choice but to tap out. Lance Storm wins this match. Backstage, Shane McMahon and Stephanie, brother and sister, are having a little conversation. Shane is asking, why did you team with Test last week against The Rock in a handicap match? I had a plan. But Booker was late. So, you booked yourself for the exact same match this week. 
And oh man, if he did to quote the hurricane, what's up with that? <laughs> I'm funny. And then they're like, yeah, no, I have a plan. So <laughs> once again, it's the former engaged couple, Test and Steph versus The Rock. Steph, I can't figure out how to screw jobs as a special referee and no mercy. Longtime viewers of the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review would know the test is bad at video game jokes, which, by the way, go back and listen to them because it's just funny stuff. They are the inspiration behind me doing this show. Sean Stasiak, good old meat, versus Saturn. We then see a vignette about Moppy being kidnapped. And where is Moppy? Moppy's picture is on milk cartons. Uh, please help me find Moppy. You're welcome. And there is a match with Raven coming up at Unforgiven. And Lance, uh, not Lance, good lord. Perry comes into the ring here, like, you know, pretending he's a, a an airplane when wham! Meat lands a lariat on him. Stacy tries the distraction, but to no avail. Saturn hits a springboard nothing, and then out of nowhere gets the three-handled family credunzel for the one, two, three. And backstage, we see Terry found Moppy strapped to a log about to be fed through the wood chepper by Raven. Yep. A mop is straight up murdered on national TV. Uh, and, and, and Raven, God bless him. He's even doing the kind of voices to Moppy as she is being fed through this wood chipper and the wood chipper stops <laughs> and to credit Raven. He's like, no, no, still doing the voices when he's trying to log jam this thing and not get his freaking hand cut off. And then let's have a moment of silence for Moppy. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. R.I.P. Moppy. Backstage, RVD is having a conversation with Stephanie McMahon, who is mad at her brother. Wanna make me feel better? Bang! Pin Chris Jericho, and then beat him this Sunday. Like, uh, alright, Steph. Anything to make you feel better. Anything? <clears throat> I'm not advocating Stephanie McMahon cheating on her husband. Just, just know that, okay? But for the love of everything holy, could she not be more obvious that she's horny? The Hurricane recruits Molly Holly for side kickery. Foreshadowing. Would you like to join me in my crusade against injustice? If you ever need to talk to me, use the hurry signal. It won't be long before the dynamic duo starts fighting crime in the WWE. Shane and Booker T are having a 
chat backstage and Taz walks in. It's like, oh, great timing, Taz. Uh, you have a handicap match against us, seeing how you have your frustrations with the Alliance. And yeah, we get that aforementioned handicap match after the break. So after these messages, I'll be right back. My name is the Monday Night Delight, and my life has been pretty crazy. You see, I've been a wrestling fan since I was 10, and when I was 29, I started a wrestling show with my friend Mitchell called The Gift Podcast. You may have heard of it. It was great, but Mitchell met a girl that he thought was even greater, so he left the show when they got married, and I still love him. Anyway, I did the show by myself for a while, but that got hard, so I joined up with Rant with Ant and went to WrestleMania, where I met the Kings of the Rings, and that was awesome. Eventually, though, Rant with Ant went away, but Ant left us with WrestleMania Radio. Hooray! But then things got crazy in my life, and I decided to stop doing The Gift Podcast. For four months, I didn't do a show except when Goldberg won the Universal title from The Fiend. I mean, what was that all about? I was so mad and I had no outlet. It drove me crazy and I had to start a new show. The Delight Show. Every Wednesday, we talk about all elite wrestling, TNA, Impact Wrestling, pop culture, and if we really, really have to, the WWE. It's a fun time and I'd love for you to join me every Wednesday on The Delight Show on Wrestle Attic Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Bye! What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight, Mance Chapel of the Delight Show, and you're listening to Fretzelmania, baby, only on Wrestle Addict Radio. And welcome back to Fretzelmania 44, Pressing On. And I am pressing on with this plug for the Wrestle Addict Radio Patreon, The Cure. For the common wrestling Patreon, five bucks a month gets you exclusive content not found on our main feed including Willie T's Wrestle Wars, the 20 Bell Salute, Tales of an Epic Nature, and so much more. You also get exclusive access to all of us on Wrestle Attic Radio through a group chat with some fantastic people. You get 15% off of our merch on spring, and given that fall is just around the corner, why not buy that Fretzelmania hoodie that you've been keeping an eye on for the last little while. While you're at it, get a Kings of the Rings t-shirt with their awesome new logo. Get a Mr. YLP face mask because unfortunately we still have to wear abominations on our face. And so much more, folks. So join us, the cure for the common wrestling Patreon. Tell your friend and then tell their friends. And so on, and so on, and so on. I'm going to have some cool content here coming out when things get a little bit less hectic for me, folks. So you're just going to have to bear with me. Maybe a couple of fantasy bookings. Maybe the return of the Fave Five. You're just going to have to wait and find out. And join us. Booker T and Shane McMahon having their warm-up match against Taz. Because at Unforgiven this coming Sunday... It's a handicap match versus The Rock for the WCW title. And this is nothing more than a beatdown. Poor Taz. Uh, Shane McMahon does the Juck and Jive punches here. And there's a big sign in the crowd. So can of Coke to this guy holding up the kick his ass sea bass sign. Love it. I'm going to have to watch Dumb and Dumber now. It's been a long, long time since I've seen that movie. Uh, Taz has a couple of hope spots here with some suplexes and Taz missions on both of them. But to no avail the super elbow drop and Shane pins Taz. <sighs> Poor Taz. 
Stand back. It's the Hurricane versus Spike for the European title coming through. You get a spot here where the Hurricane is being donned by the Hurricane. Hurricane goes to the top rope. But what? Some sullen wench, Mighty Molly. Oops, her name's not Mighty Molly yet. Spoiler alert. <clears throat> Citizen Molly tugs on the cape of the Hurricane. What's up with that? And there is an acid drop, Dudley Dog, whatever you want to call it, reversed. That's a big nope there. Molly goes for a missile dropkick, but accidentally, <clears throat> parentheses, hits Spike Dudley, Eye of the Hurricane, and still, European champion, your hero, the Hurricane. That came out sounding more like Duffman. Duffman, can't breathe. Oh, no. <clears throat> there is unforgiven plugs for all of the matches, and that will be coming up soon on Patreon. I haven't been able to watch it, folks. But, like Invasion, this is a show that I used to own on VHS, and I've watched countless times, so I might be able to review it without really watching it, folks, because don't got a lot of time still, and it's, you know, I I'm tired, I'm watching other stuff, I'm watching AEW, I'm watching Dark, Dark Elevation, I've actually been going through Heels on, on Prime, and that show is freaking fantastic it's it's sharp good shit pal uh steven amell in a show about wrestlers these two brothers that run a wrestling promotion down south and it had cm punk in one of my favorite wrestler cameos ever just watch it and find out uh little side note here uh, don't watch it um <laughs> with the folks present because there's a lot of sex in that show um I don't know from experience because I live by myself, but I kind of have to lock the door when I watch this show in case some people are cruising by being like, what the hell is Fretz watching? WWF New York and I'm not booked tonight, but nobody's there. Instead, JR and Heyman put over the fans who are there. You know, New Yorkers are getting on with their lives you know, good on you. You're having a good time. You guys are the stars here. Can of Coke to the fans there for having a good time, escaping reality, and not letting fear, you know, rule their lives. It's time to move on. Let's go. Uh, let's go through this together. They're unified, and it's... Ah, it's so good to see. Like, a country unified against with each other which i'm jealous of because we are not seeing that today especially today and especially in canada next week we have a federal election ah <sighs> yay tory wilson runs into shane mcmahon backstage and shane is like hey i'm confused as to why you're helping tajiri you're a member of the alliance i need to remind you that you're a member of the alliance blah 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 Coach and Kurt Angle asking, you know, how Kurt Angle feels after being thrown off the stage. And it's like, I feel the same way tonight as I do for Unforgiven. And I'm going to kick Stone Cold's ass. He runs into RVD, interrupts him. Can I help you? He's like, hey, a lot of fans are chanting RVD. It's really catching on, eh? Yeah, I'll give you credit for that. But you know what three words are going to catch on tonight? You 
S A. You're both American. Oh boy. Yep. And now we have Christian, who earlier in the night challenged Tajiri for the WCW US title. So his match with Edge is title for title. Okay. He's like, Edge is ugly, but not Tennessee ugly. One, going for one title isn't enough for me. So I'm challenging Tajiri. So back to here we have, you know, the Golden Shower, the Opera, the Latin, oh, the best Christian theme and the best wrestling theme overall ever. This is a fantastic match here with uh, Tajiri landing a whole whack of kicks, a Hurricane Rana, a Tarantula, goes for the buzzsaw kick, but Christian rolls out. He goes for a chair and instead of hitting Tajiri, he hits Charles Robinson with it. So, of course... He's getting disqualified, LOL. And he's going to concerto Tajiri. But Edge makes his return. Edge to the rescue. And then while Tajiri's being helped up the ramp to the back during the break, Rhino comes in and gores Tajiri on the stage, right on the steel, and is rewarded with a United States Championship match at Unforgiven. Now, Rock versus Test and Steph once again. Steph comes out to my time. I'm guessing the license on that, the boobies hit the floor, has expired. Steph is knocked off the apron, and the Rock does a nice belly-to-belly -belly throw on Test, and the crowd goes banana for the Rock. Test lands a doctor bomb. Steph wants the tag, but Test does not want her in the match, being valiant, not wanting her to be hurt, perhaps. The Rock fights back here. Rock bottom. Steph distracts Nick Patrick. Nick and The Rock takes umbrage with this and gets in Nick Patrick's face. Nick Patrick, it reminds The Rock that he's the official. Shoves him. Boom. Rock bottom. LOL. DQ, maybe. And he looks at Steph. Just bring it. And he ever so gingerly whips Stephanie over the rope into the ring. It's funny because she landed on her bum. Booker T and Shane come out and run roughshod all over the rock. The bookend, the flying elbow, the macaroni by Shane O'Mac. And then in amongst all this chaos, Stephanie McMahon Helmsley pins the Rock and corrupt official Nick Patrick makes the count three. So in the record books, Stephanie has a victory over The Rock. That was funny. Backstage, RVD has a little fun. You know, he knocks on Austin's door. He jiggles the handle. like, uh, Steve, your door's locked. Yeah, no shit, it's locked. I mean, I want some privacy before our match. Hey, our match is next. I'll get out there, and I'll join you. So then he comes back. And then does it again. What? See you out there, Steve. <laughs> okay, our reading is just turn the screws just a little bit. This being a little bit of a pest. And I found that to be quite funny. The main event tonight is a 
tag team match between Jericho and Angle and RVD and Austin. We have the Unforgiven opponents going up against each other. And this is your run-of-the-mill main event leading up to a pay-per-view tag team match that we've all seen before with Kurt Angle pinning Steve Austin to win for his team and to get that momentum, that 50-50 booking perhaps, against Steve. Austin bumps the ref. The Fez press is reversed into an ankle lock. Austin, you know, Austin gets the visual tap out, but not the actual tap out from the referee, giving us a little bit of an Easter egg for Unforgiven. Also in this match, Steve Austin tries to bring in the ring bell. Earl says no. Uh, angle slam. But then there's like a German suplex, a two count, and then boom, boom, much of schmaz, angle, angle slam win. Now it's time to what I remember, forget, and change. I unfortunately remembered Chronic coming in and costing the Brothers of Destruction their titles, leading to the worst match of 2001. I totally forgot that Molly was being recruited here. I straight up thought she was kidnapped and brainwashed by the hurricane. Maybe that's still coming. Or maybe that's just a Mandela effect here and I'm remembering something else. What I change? You know that bit earlier where Stephanie McMahon was like, you know, you make me feel better if you pin Chris Jericho tonight. Eyelash blink, blink, blink. I would have had RVD pin Chris Jericho, but then have something with Kurt Angle at SmackDown. But oh my gosh, the angle they do, pun intended, on SmackDown is absolutely insane. And I'll get into that when I get to my review of Unforgiven 2001. It's only going to be on Patreon, so you got to pony up the five bucks a month if you want to hear me talk about that. Some of the movies... I'm going to be going to be talking about Alma 20 Bell Sloop just to give you like a little bit of a sneak preview to what you're going to hear me review. And one of them is my one of my favorite comedies ever. And that is Zoolander. Yes, Zoolander in September 2001. The music, though, holy schnikes, the music. I'll give you one. And it was an album that was released on 9-11. P.O.D. Satellite, you know, Youth of a Nation, Satellite, you know, P.O.D., that pseudo-Christian uh, metal band. Here comes the boom. There, that's probably the song that you know by them. You think they're a one-hit wonder, but P.O.D. is freaking amazing. I have a good chunk of their albums. TV will probably have some Simpsons uh, season premieres here to talk about, but one TV show that premieres here is... You're just going to have to go to Patreon... Video games, not a lot. And then there's the Unforgiven review itself with Kurt Angle going up against Steve Austin for the WWE title and so much more. Go to Patreon if you want to hear that review. Thank you very much for listening, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. Follow Wrestle Addict Radio at addict underscore wrestle on Twitter, Wrestle Addict Radio on Instagram, you can follow me everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, uh, I have TikTok, I've been doing quite a few wrestling themed TikToks lately, some of them have been getting thousands of views, which is just unfathomable, so give me a follow on there, I'll follow you back, 
And we will see you next time, folks. TTFN. Ta-ta for now.